Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right, we are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have Travis Hill with us. Travis is an active Marine, founder of Six Hill Capital and real estate veteran of 20 years. So I'm sure we're going to get some good stories here. Um, Travis, I mentioned before we got on the podcast that we'd like to start with stories. We'd like to hear how your story went. I'm sure you got a good one. So why don't you take us to the beginning? How'd you get into uh, real estate in the first place? All right. Yes. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Super stoked to be here. And uh, yeah, like it started about 20 years ago. Um, I was a young guy after college working for an engineering firm in Las Vegas. My fiance, now wife, was like, hey, you should look. She was a loan officer and she said, you should look into real estate. So like any good man, I followed the advice of a smarter woman than I. And I uh, would go into a track community like they had in Vegas, you know, of, of just a um, your standard community and would buy in phase one and each phase release, it would come out with, you know, $10,000 more. This is early two thousands. Right. And then, so by phase six, phase seven, I'd refinance, rent that out and just rinse and repeated that. And then was able to basically kind of grow some properties. And, you know, I'm super stoked. I'm like mid twenties. I'm like, this is gonna be great. I'm going to be 50 and these will be paid off and everything will be fantastic. And then uh, joined the Marine Corps in 2003 and then the recession hit after some deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan. And then by 2011, I'm, uh, you know, married three kids and we're short selling all our properties. And then, um, yeah, it was very humbling, very, very humbling to have all your reserves and all of that. And your what you saw as a really great future with real estate um, kind of just get crushed. And so we kind of took a hiatus, looked at our wounds, saved some money lived very Dave's, Dave, and Dave Ramsey, and then in 2018, started investing again. And now we're passively and actively in 126 units in four different states. Man, I, uh, you know, it's the best stories are always nonlinear. And that's why I really like yours. Um, you know, 2011, you, you're not the only one that got hit by that. Um, but what I love is that you guys are back in it. Um, you, you took the hit, you took it on the chin. Um, so many people got, got, you know, side sideswiped by that recession, um, and uh, especially in the single family realm. And so, you guys are back in it, which is which is great. Um, in when you just got started, I'm just curious, why did you guys decided to focus on single family? It was the most prevalent um, where we were living in Southern Highlands. It just mm-hmm. seemed to make sense. I mean, we had properties in Henderson and then Southern Highlands because everything was blown up then right in Vegas. And it was just a very smart market to be in. Um, and there's not a lot of, in that part of town, there weren't a lot of, uh, like duplexes, small multifamily being built. There was a lot of large multifamily, you know, hundred plus units of apartment buildings, but single family was very predominant still is, I think. Yep. That makes sense. Um, and it's always the, you know, the times that, that come out of nowhere and kind of kick us down. Those are the times that we learn the best lessons. Um, so I'm sure there's some real good gems in there. If you could point, just pick out specific to real estate, if you could pick out one, one lesson that you feel you learned um, in that recession and then coming out of it, what is the, the biggest lesson that you feel you pulled from that? 
biggest lesson that I learned from that is I was, I learned not to focus on the ants crawling on the bark of my trees. Cause I didn't notice the forest fire raging around me. I was like, this little, you know, everything, this little house, this little house. And I had no idea about the bond yield or, you know, the markets or how these, all these different things financially on the broad spectrum are affecting my ability to purchase houses or expect, you know, inflation and recessions and all these other things that are happening. No clue, no clue that even existed. So having lost everything in the recession that opened my eyes, be like, Hey, I do need to understand a greater emphasis and look outside and pull my blinders off and see how, what the finance financial world is doing. Absolutely. Um, and you know, we are going into, I'm sure it's not going to be the same as what happened in 2008, 2009, but we are going into a recession. Um, so there's going to be, you know, some similarities. So what do you see in, uh, you know, going into this, this new recession, what do you see as, um, steps that investors can take to, to mitigate the risk, to protect their backside? Yeah, great question. So the underwriting is still stringent post-recession. You still have to qualify. We didn't loosen that, which is good. That's how we kind of got in the whole subprime thing, right? That we learned our lesson very well from that. So underwriting is still good. Um, they're going to get more stringent as the recession continues. So you're going to have to make sure that your, you know, DSCR loans are kind of hard, you know, a conventional um, I have it set up with LLCs and asset protections and trust. So I'm able to, I still prefer to buy conventionally and then just move those things in. Um, the rates are still better for me. And as a W2 earner, that's good for me. Um, and supply, supply isn't, we're still like four something million homes short of where we need to be. And there was a lot of contractors that lost their butt on the recession and they didn't bother to come back. And so we're, we have a supply shortage and we have a supply shortage Inflation continues to go up. Home prices drive, get driven by inflation. And even when we have the recession, you're, the supply is not going to cause those 2008s. Yeah, is, there gonna, is it going to slow? Absolutely. Is it going to still be hot, but not white hot or blue hot? I think it is. And it's you're going to be very geographically lo- located as far as where those markets are still going to be. Texas, Tampa, Florida, like, you know, Florida in general. You know, so there's the data is there that says we're not going to have the same great recession shortages, you know, but I'll tell you out here in Orange County, I'm sure there's lots of people that have loved their equity that they've gotten in the houses over the last two, five, 10 years. And uh, they've probably he locked the crap out of them. And I think a lot of people are going to be over leveraged. And so the uh, Ford Raptors and Teslas might be going on for uh, might be going on a flash sale to help some settle some debt. <laughs> it's time to flip some cars, right? Maybe. Um, so from your perspective, it sounds like the fundamentals are, are fundamentally different than in 2008. Um, so we shouldn't see the same type of pullback that we did in 2008 in terms of, um, real estate, but there is going to be, there's going to be, you know, it's going to be felt broadly. Um, and it sounds like you're pretty bullish on specific markets. You don't think there's going to be much of a, um, much of an impact on those markets that are seeing tremendous growth, your Austin's, um, your Tampa's, those kind of, uh, metros. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, you, you look at, I was looking at charts and, then, and the beautiful thing is, is we have so much data now, right? People can mm-hmm. get so much data to be like, yeah. hey, look, these recession fears aren't this because of this. And then it shows that the data is showing what happened in 2008 to 2000. I don't know what, like 15, 16, maybe 17. You know, if, if knowing what I know now, having lost the properties in 2011, I should have been right back investing in 2012. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Oh well, hindsight—we all know what that is. So, 
Um, you know, what I, will I take a solid base hit on a single family or a small multifamily that generates, you know, does it get my 10% cash cash return that gives me maybe 200 bucks instead of 450, 500 that compared to two years ago? Sure. Not a problem. Right. Is my, is my underwriting solid? Can I get a six? Can I get my 3% investment loan anymore? No. Can I get six and still make the numbers work? Yes. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. And that is, I like that you, you've talked about, um, you know, your underwriting, your due diligence, you've talked about that a few times. And I feel like that is super important, especially when you're going into recessions, because if the numbers work, the numbers work. Um, you know, if the markets, if you're looking, you know, bestplaces.net is my favorite website these days. It, you know, tells you if there's an appreciation, if there's a population growth in a market. Um, so if the market looks good, if the numbers on paper work, you know, 6%, it can go up to a 20% interest rate, but if you, st- if it still works on paper, it still works. Um, so yes. I like that, like that you were, uh, focused on the underwriting there. And I think it's important, you know, it's, it, it, for every investor, you have to know what your risk tolerance is, right? So if I use private money, I'm fortunate to use private money. So I have two single families that I've bought in the last four months, one in Milwaukee, one in Cleveland. Okay. Awesome. I use private money. I have zero money in the in the deal for purchase and rehab. Rents are strong. I'm I'm making I think the lowest amount on a fifty percent. Like I'm still covered on the fifty percent rule. You know I'm doing two two classic burrs. They're going to appraise for one hundred and five hundred and ten ish. I'm going to pull out seventy five thousand. Pay my private money back. Like everybody wins. Yep. Right. I give a double digit return on the private money, and then I have a four hundred and sixty dollar mortgage payment. Things got to get pretty bad in the Midwest to be able to not be able to make a four hundred sixty dollars mortgage payment. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? So there's, it's it's very plausible to be like, hey, interest rates can go up. I did my 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 underwriting. I wrote six and a half percent on my interest. I got six. All right, cool. Is that like twenty bucks? It's twenty bucks, but it's allowed that to be able to make the deal a solid deal. And if and if I can clear. You know, I think on one property with uh, with a hundred thousand dollars, wrote it on the low end, hundred thousand dollar ARV, pull seventy five thousand dollars out. I have a twenty two point three five percent cash on cash return, and worst case, I'm in the deal ten thousand five hundred dollars. After I pay everybody back, I have myself in for a ten percent on a single family home. Where am I going to? Where can you do that? Other than buying a primary residence with an FHA 3.5, I can't buy an investment property for 10%, but the numbers say I can. And if it works, great. It's awesome. Yep. I love it. And that, um, that $10,000 is acceptable to me, Travis Hill, to own that property. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I'm curious. You you mentioned the Midwest. So you're buying, uh, it sounds like two properties out there right now in the Midwest. You live in California um, at Camp Pendleton down there. So what is it, what brought you to the Midwest um, and specifically what markets are you, are you excited about over there? So I'm definitely bullish on Cleveland. I like Cleveland. It's solid. I love the architecture. I, I think it's pretty awesome being a native of Arizona that you're buying, people are living in homes that are hundred years old. You can rehab them. They're still there. They're solid. Anything in Arizona, if it's hundred years old, you have a velvet <laughs> rope around it and you can't touch it. Paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sun will take pretty much make sure that it's much thinner than it used to be. Uh, and Milwaukee, solid. They're all great markets. They're the the job growth, the population growth is a little bit negative in Cleveland, but it's just it's one of those those are solid cities that are doing what they should be doing. Yep. 
and you can and, the price point is a lot lower. So and the price point is amazing. The price point is okay. And I like the price point. For me, being an Activity W2 earner, the price point works for me. Yep. And, um, you know, I've got, it's a family of six that we have living on one paycheck, trying to do the do. So, you know, we, we, we budget and we sacrifice and we figure things out, but it's, um, those price points work. Um, you know, I, I've been able to partner with, with, uh, Chris and Ashton Laverack as syndicators in Valkyrie investment group. And so we're looking at short-term rentals, you know, we're doing syndications, um, we're looking at mobile home parks. So there's lots of things that we're doing to be able to diversify and having gone through 2008 and only having single family properties in Las Vegas. Now I'm, there's land in Arizona, there's multifamily, there's single family, there's um, the mobile, like there's, there's diversity across the real estate spectrum that I didn't even know existed 20 years ago. No clue. And that is why I love real estate is because there are so many ways to do it. There's so many, not only are there so many different business models and strategies, there's different assets. Um, and there's really no way, well, there's there's just a diversity of options in real estate. And I really like that uh, that type. And it sounds like you're 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 keen to the diversity now. You're you're getting out of single family and you're uh, you're looking at other options. Um, I heard mobile home parks in there. I own Two mobile home parks, and I like that asset class. So I love you're getting in there too. Um, what is you know while we're on that topic, what is next for you guys? What's the what's the next big goal? Next big goal is that we're working toward as Valkyrie Investment Group, we're working trying to be co-sponsors on syndications, whether it's short-term rental, whether it's mobile home parks. We were very bullish and um, had about 400 assets under management with. Uh, apartments and multifamily, commercial multifamily. We're fortunate a lot of those are, are going full cycle. And so they've all had positive returns. And um, we're just seeing that those cap rates are super compressed right now. It's really hard to find good solid deals and that are beating inflation. In the markets that we're in, we're looking in te- Texas. We just closed on a 92 unit in San Antonio that we were co-sponsoring with. So Valkyrie is looking to be the uh, capital raise co-sponsors on large multifamily and also like mobile home parks, RV parks. So we're, we're open and we're continuing looking. And we might have to talk after this, uh, after this podcast, we have uh, six RV parks that are soon to be under contract. So, um, but that brings us to the end of the, the original uh, interview section. I just checked the clock. We are past the 15 mark. So I appreciate uh, everything you shared. Are you ready for the quick question round? Let's do it. All right. Starts with books or any form of education, really. Um, I'm a big bookie. So give me two recommendations. It can be books. It can be podcasts. It can be YouTube channels, whatever. Give me two of them. One for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific. All right. I will do The Richest Man in Babylon. I think that is a fantastic book that is written well that I think my 10-year-old can read it and be like, cool. And he may not get the uh, the metaphors, but he can definitely understand the principles that are established in that book. Mm-hmm. Second, as a military guy, I will strongly encourage my military folks. And also, if you're not military, but if you want a good, solid game plan, check out The No BS Guide to Military Investing by David Perret. Last name, P-E-R-E. It's a fantastic book. It's super easy. It speaks very Every single rank in the military can definitely understand it. And also, um, if you're not in the military, you can at least take those same principles and apply them in your life. Perfect. I love it. And I've read The Richest Man in Babylon. I've read it a number of years ago. That is a solid uh, solid book. And I love it because it is a story. Um, It's similar to 
the Paulo Coelho one. Um, forget the name, but the yeah, Alchemist. A, uh, yeah, The Alchemist. Yep. Yeah, Both great are, book. Really solid books. Uh, that moves us on to the next question. This one is for your younger self. So if you could go back to the Travis who had no experience in real estate, let's say he was just getting into the military, um, go back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Um, <laughs> Non-real estate related, make sure you know what branch you want to go into. Know what you want <laughs> the military to do. That'd be the first thing. All right. Real estate related, take action. Like have a bias for action, decide, commit and execute. I love it. And I don't know how many people have come on this podcast and said they wish they started earlier in real estate. Um, so if you're if you're listening to this and you haven't started yet, just get in there, man. Just get something done. Get your feet wet. And that needs to, leads us to the next question. Um, this one is for your habits. Habits are the foundation of our life. So if you could point to one thing you do day in and day out, you feel contribute the most to your overall health, well-being, happiness, and success, what would that be? Man, that's a super loaded question that I have many, many avenues that require me to uh, answer that. But number one, I get up early and make my bed. And then after that, I pray. And then everything else, whether it's surfing, jujitsu, the gym, showing up to freaking lead Marines, everything happens after I get up, make my bed and say my prayers. That is a a very military response. I really like that. Make the bed. And I've heard the I've heard that is a very, uh, you know, it's 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 coveted in the military culture. So. Love to hear that. And also jujitsu. I, I did jujitsu for five years. We might have to talk about that later. Definitely. And uh, that leads us to the next question. Um, except for I lost my place. So I might have to. Uh, there we go. All right. Location, the United States, very big area. There are plenty of areas to invest. It sounds like you are invested in um, many different metros. So I'm curious to hear your response to this question. If you could pick one metro that is not your backyard, not the city you live in, what would that Metro be to invest in next? Man. Um, <laughs> how much money do you have? <laughs> <laughs> or how much money do you have access to? Um, I'm, I'm bullish on, on Cleveland or Milwaukee. That's where I'm at. Okay. Take your pick. All right. Cleveland, Milwaukee. Fair enough. And that leads us to the very last question. And this one is for the listeners. Um, you've given us a lot of good advice. I'm sure there's some military folks out there who want to reach out, say hi, get some advice on uh, on getting it started in investing. Um, so what is the best way for somebody to reach out and say hi? You can definitely find me on LinkedIn, Travis Hill. You can find me on Instagram, Travis13101310. You can also find me at Travis at ValkyrieGroup.com. And I'm happy to help whether you're military or not. Um, I, I, my mantra is your success is my happiness. And I just want to stay as abundant minded as I can to help not only military folks gain an education and, and, and have the opportunity that real estate can be for them post military and during the military. Uh, but also for anybody else that wants to have some optionality in their life and the freedom that real estate can give that and it does give that and it can and um, happy to help. Perfect. And I will put all those uh, links in the show notes. So if anybody wants to reach out to Travis, just click the little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description in there. You can find Travis's links. Go ahead and click through and say hi. So Travis, that leads us to the end. Thank you very much for hopping on. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Gabe, for having me. Loved it.
Absolutely. And for everybody who is here with us today, man, I'm tripping over my words. Um, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses. When you download the ebook today, all we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, 
go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.